to another episode of the Sunday Vibes podcast. This is your host, uh, Habib. And today I have actually a very special guest with me today. Someone hey. we've never seen before. Someone who's really cool. No. Got way more no. tats than me. Way buffer than me. Just no. an all around better editor than me. <laughs> just a few. No, probably, probably not. And uh, there's no shame in admitting that. Uh, but yeah, we have Rain. Our rain today, rain edits. That's yes. your real yes, name, right? Yep, you're correct. Yeah, my name is Rain. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know me or hasn't heard me speak before, my name's Rain. Um, I'm an editor. I've been editing for Ghost Aiden for just uh, just over a year now. Um, helped build his channel pretty much from the ground up. There was somebody else who was kind of helping with his channel before, um, but you know, helped him hit like the 250,000 sub mark. And then Dude. it's been all me from there, man. That's um, crazy. Yeah. We've, uh, we've done some, we've done some crazy videos together, man. We've, we, I think we have, I think I've helped make like seven or 8 million view videos on Aiden's channel. And that doesn't go for other channels. I helped grow uh former ghost assault. Um, Misfit Shaw, like a bunch of the, uh, oh. the, the pro Fortnite community stuff like that helped build and work with a lot of those guys uh from the start kind of like when chronic was first the thing all that good stuff not trying to bore you no no you're good you're good you're good damn just giving a little bit of a little bit of background the dude knows Um, what he's talking about basically all right yeah just a little bit (laughs) no that's awesome so i've never actually um edited like i'm not a content editor right like um yeah so like that world is always like super cool to me first off i'm just like i don't know how mm-hmm. you and all the other editors go around and like first off the ridiculous turnaround time with the <laughs> high quality edits and everything like that that's just like yeah. i could only imagine dude for me it's it, been go ahead no you're good not to interrupt you um the the biggest thing with uh with like turnaround times on like content editing right um is like it, it all just depends on how much that individual wants as well like mm. you know something you kind of learn especially yourself having worked with people and having clientele and things of that nature you you kind of get a real good grasp on you know just by having simple conversations with people asking like you know those simple key questions you get to learn a lot about like what that individual is looking for for their channel respectively and uh and kind of like the things that the the client is willing to let you experiment with um so everybody i edit for is different i i go Mm. about my tactic a little bit differently and i can't say that that's the same for every editor i've met and it shouldn't be um but you know some people are more comfortable renewing their same general key style and things like that but me i try to i try to approach everybody differently based on uh based on what they're looking for so yeah yeah. honestly same here um with like every brand that I do work with, like respectively, it's like, Hey, it's a different vibe coming in. Like, um, it's a different video. Something might be a documentary, something might be a commercial. So it's like, um, just have fun with it. I think like anytime someone like a newer editor or like a filmmaker, like hits me up and it's like, Oh, can I be on set or whatever? I'm just like, cool. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Like, Like, what do you like doing? Right. Um, and more or less, I think I've heard like, um, this quote going around the last month or so um direct what you know or something um well that, you know. yeah, i haven't heard that yeah it's like something of that nature i forget i've heard it in like two or three youtube videos now from like completely different channels and it's like uh 
I'm trying to get into documentaries more, right? So I'm doing a lot more yeah. research on this. I'm like trying to go in, um, figure out what I want to do and how to actually make a good documentary. And yeah. that's like one of the proper tactics, you know, film etiquette for it. Like, you know, yeah, like I should sequence yeah. it, narration. Mm-hmm. I just, all sorts of things. Like I'm that. just completely like trying to like be a sponge yeah. and just like, you know, completely just taking mm-hmm. everything yeah. I know and just go from there, dude. But, yeah, uh, if you don't mind me asking, let's just start at the the top of there. Um, how'd you get into editing? Because it's like a pretty niche thing. Oh man, um, it's definitely niche. I would uh, I would one hundred percent agree with that, right? Um, what I will say is like it it's becoming less niche and more like my uh, like it's becoming less niche, and I'd say it's becoming more mainstream to do content editing and stuff like that. I remember when I was a kid, for example, talking with like uh with my dad and my mom and being like, you know, who who does this? Who puts this uh, on together? The yeah. first time I got experience with editing was like asking questions like that with my dad. My dad's a film junkie. Um I like like I grew up and people would come to my house and my dad had bookshelves Whoa. full of Blu-rays and I don't remember what it was called. H uh something before Blu-rays, there were there were these oh. like it's in between DVD and Blu-ray. There was like it, it was like a reddish, maybe like a magenta kind of thing, and it was like HD, not HDR, but something HD, and it was basically like the Blu-ray. Like owned several hundred of those DVDs and films and stuff like that. So like uh, me, Rain, Rain Adams, Rain Edits, whatever you prefer to call me, I started getting into edit when I started asking myself questions like that like uh you know how does this stuff get put together in the background uh so i took interest with that um around that time i was 10 i'm 21 now so 11 years ago wow. i was big into watching niga higa yeah stuff like that and i always i always felt like there was more magic to to youtube than just the ability to you know act or you know what i mean like talk like there was making a video unique making a video something special is in the hands of the entertainer as well as uh the editor in my opinion so you know you can have the best personality in the world for example but that doesn't that doesn't give you like the right to be like you know i'm the reason my content got (laughs) seen i'm the reason my content blew up um, I give a. I try to always give as much credit as I can, and there's like people in the community and stuff like that that give as much credit as they can. The people behind the scenes. Um, I never. I knew when I walked into this, I never wanted to be somebody that was just like behind the entertainer. You know what I mean? Because because me putting a story together and telling it a way that I feel like is entertaining, and maybe it's not for you, but for me as the mm-hmm. person making the piece, I always try to find. Uh, ways to make it entertaining for myself to even want to watch it right because yeah. i've worked with uh i'm kind of going on a tangent no, but i've worked with creators before yeah and uh and production and stuff like that man where it's like you know um when you don't have the creative liberty to kind of do things when you see things the way that you kind of want to it's very frustrating yeah. um you know but there's also the other end of that shtick where it's like you know there's criteria and deadlines and this that the other that you you have with working with certain people companies brands things of that nature so anyways definitely answer your question how did i get into editing got it from my pop uh kind of paved the way yeah um with his film addiction i also am a huge film addict uh and 
yeah, I've been doing it for six years. It started with COD way back when, back in uh, like MW3 days. Nice. Did some COD edits, stuff like that. Um, was in and out, dipped into the vlog and uh, film territory, did acting and stuff like that in high school and a little bit in college. Um, continued to push through and uh, and just now grind my ass off. Yeah. And then, you know, here I am, 21 years old, and I'm doing something as a full-time job That's that three, four years ago I wouldn't have expected that I could do. You know what I mean? So Honestly, that, that's amazing cool. in itself, dude. Like, congratulations. Like, honestly. Um, I appreciate it, man. Anyone who's able to Baby do... Baby steps. Yeah, everyone, anyone who's able to do anything in, like, the creative world and is <clears> able to support themselves, I, I just, like, that's it. Like, you did it. This is this is it. You 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 hit that that stone you know you knock down that wall right like for sure anyone thinks like impossible and like you're living proof right like hey if you work hard enough at one thing i can do it um yeah no i would agree i mean not to not to bolster my own ego or anything when i think of like editors that made it for example i think of two people three people from the top of my head four if i really think about it but off the off the dome i think of mito Mm-hmm. Um, who obviously spent years of the phase house t-wop who's not even in phase but edits like half those guys as well as phase clans content yeah as well um logan dodson who used to work with phase and full-time for 100 thieves like these are guys that like took their ability and skills in you know editing softwares primarily premiere and after effects yeah so, no offense to you vegas users but it's <laughs> definitely not it's definitely not the wave um and you know they made they made dope shit and they did things their way and they did things unique and it put them in you know a similar you know i'd say a better position than i am right but um it put them it put them like on the map and it gave them opportunities to do and engage in like larger scale things and that's that's exactly the kind of route that i'm trying to you know follow that's the path i'm trying to to follow and interpret my own way and that is also uh that's it's definitely like a, a big goal is to be a part of a brand like phase or something like that and be like a primary asset. Cause yeah. I can't think of a hundred thieves media without Logan Dodson. Dude, definitely like every can't. video I see off the hundred thieves socials, off the YouTube page, everything. I'm just like that, that has Logan's fingerprint on there. Like that. Uh, dude, every time I see something, I'm like, it's Logan or it's uh, the co-editor, uh, Mark, Urbino Thunderfist, yeah, 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 really good, re- fucking super talented, super funny, language. yeah, super funny dude, <laughs> man. He's very talented. Like he's he's an all around great guy, and I I love watching him do his thing. Yeah, like I mean, um, again, like top few editors that I would think of. Again, the same names like pop up. <clears throat> Mito was like one of the first reasons. He was one of the reasons actually that I got back into editing and filmmaking. Like, um. When I first started, I was just, uh, again, vlogs and stuff, doing short films, yeah. right? Something like really student films and everything like that. And then halfway through, I'm just like, uh, my aspirations are like this high, like all the way up here. And like the stuff I'm putting out is like really, really crappy. So I wasn't really having yeah. fun at all. I was looking at my footage. I'm just like, I could You're do like, damn. I could do this, this, this and better. And I'm like, is this really worth my time even editing? And there's a, there was a point in my life where I was just like, I'll just... I'll get them next time, buddy. And I would, you know, not edit a project and just, you know, dip. But then the more I was watching like Mito's live streams back in like 2017 or so with like all the yeah. uh, HCs and everything, I just had a blast. And I, you know, I met a couple people Dude, through they, that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people participating in his hour contests and stuff like that again. Yeah. And it's super cool. I wish I had the time. Honestly. <laughs> like, eventually, I'm going to make the time to do one. But, like, I see all these fucking, you know, part of my language again. I see all these super talented and, and just homies that I have in the editing community, mm-hmm. you know, putting on these. Like, people I've been following for up- years are suddenly, like, active again and, like, putting out awesome edits. Just like, wait, you did this in an hour? Like, I can't even imagine that yeah it's like it's things that like i haven't seen some of these people pop up in years and then they're coming out and it's like they're making shit just as good and like wow uh, you never you, know, you didn't lose your today's standards mm-hmm. than three years you know what i mean so yeah it's crazy to see how many people still have it uh, i think this is think editing stuff like that it's a skill definitely um, anybody can pick it up in my opinion some people are just naturally going to be better and other people, it's it might not be nature, you know, might not be by design of nature, but some people just have the eye and the ear for certain things and comedic timing and yeah. effects and things like that. I think TWAP is a prime example. I really um, do enjoy every edit of his. His is like, if I see if I stumble upon like a random YouTube channel and or someone who I don't watch, not random because he edits mm-hmm. for pretty high up there people, but. Yeah. If I see their video, I'm just like, wait, this looks very similar to a TWAP edit. And then I'll, you know, go through the co- uh, like description or anything. And I'm like, okay, there it is. Like this style makes sense. This yep. timing is like his. And there's always people who are, you know, who really like the content to the point where they're like, oh, I should incorporate this into my own edits and stuff. Um, Imitation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just taking, taking the things you like. And, uh, the, you know, that could raise an entire hour conversation that I could have on that alone. Like, um. <laughs> editor writes like the biggest thing uh that i've noticed because i'm just the type of person where i take you know it's not necessarily that i'm always pen to paper taking notes mm-hmm. but i take notes on content that i enjoy yeah um something i've always loved and been fascinated by with twop is his uh he just like there's no way he like his sound effects his his ability at timing oh my god sound effects and transitioning audio is very good he <laughs> like, fucking... it's super he switched it's the super game. He, he he really changed the game on that. Like he he added, dude. He's the person that really I feel like got like sound effect packs. Oh yeah, and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Um, like rolling, especially on like the YouTube scene for like editors and stuff, because he was throwing in so many sound effects at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, with when Phase moved to LA and, sh- and things like that. Yeah, everything was popping like, off. I don't feel like anybody was using sound effects the way that he was outside of people like that just primarily did meme videos like TWAP brought more meme content into yeah. vlogging yeah made it more uh until i saw TWAP's content on like irl stuff or TWAP's edit <laughs> on irl content um mm-hmm. like i would really look up to like league editors you know like um yeah yeah people that edit for like uh, uh i'm cutie like, pie pokimane cutie pie yeah, yeah. uh lily pichu lily pichu's uh, editor i'm friends with one of uh, she's got like a t- dude she's, she's got, got a like whole bunch of people probably there. 10 other people that edit for her but two of the people that work on her videos uh follow me and i follow them and vice versa right and uh, i've been into one of one of one of her editor's streams i don't recall her name but she's a female is it and I, you know i was just, Jinx, yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. I really Jinx. like her. She's um, really cool. She's great, dude. She's super talented. She uh she uses something I wish I used more, which is the uh the when you're in Premiere, your ability to bring shit in After Effects and oh, After Effects composition. I love that. Yeah. I abuse that dude, so much. Such a di- such a dynamic feature. I wish I did more. Uh, I know editors that um 
I have like premier transition packs, for example, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like stuff that I've purchased or, or self-designed over several years. But like some people use the after effects transition packs and they're, they just get so much more dynamic with like just yeah. motion range and, and things like that. It's, it's quite awesome. What's so the it's definitely an pack? underutilized tool. Well, is, it, is it like motion bro or something? Um, one of like the most really popular transition packs. Again, y'all can look it up if you really are curious about it. But There's tons. Yeah. I, I won't give everybody the sauce. But the one that I primarily use is the seamless transition pack. I think I got it on yeah. Video Hive. Yeah, yeah. It's like a thousand transit. It's got the, you know, uh, tons of lens flares, glitches, uh, tons of different zooms. Mm-hmm. You know, magnet. Yeah. All, all sorts I, of really, really cool dynamic things. A while back, I got like the free version of that, I believe, and just even going mm-hmm. through that, like I was just like overwhelmed. I'm like, wait, what do I use? This this effect looks way better than this yep. one. Um, so again, y'all can know everything these guys use, but it's about putting in the hours at the end of the day, Correct. in my opinion, yeah. like and getting your own feel for it. Um, and it doesn't always. Oh, 110 percent. Yeah, like again, if you look at um key examples like logan logan dotson here um some of his greatest like you know clips that go around would be like what um the super saiyan edit that happened the uh, dance floor where like uh the dance floor yeah, that's what i was maniac and dude that's just the explosions let's not even get into you know who logan dotson was back in the day halo i'm like an og mm, like gamer snipetality. dude i've been, yeah. I've been yep um i've been dude i've been <laughs> in the cod community since oof <sighs> I want to say I've been playing COD since COD two, but I've been a part of the actual like sniping community and stuff like that. I'd say since uh, Modern Warfare two. Modern Warfare two, uh, correct. Like when Phase initially was popping off, yeah. and I never went for RCs, but I had a uh, like uh, former Ghost Green. He's an editor, oh, Calvin. Wow, yeah. He's amazing. I knew him back when he was doing stuff for like teams like uh, Infa which is like a, a popular team back in the day yeah. guardians badge oh yeah um synergy synergies like all fun. these i saw all a lot these, of like, synergy you know, people going around yeah oh yeah i think um, i've been Obey, a part of Gators it or his i think i came a part of the community or like was you know finding about the com- finding out about the community in like what 2011 2012 i think that's when i was like <clears> really like my i never i was never able to get call of duty before um my first cod was black ops one just because mm-hmm. like um we never really had an xbox or anything my parents were more like um i, I was more into like the sports i was a lot i was really into tennis at the time yeah okay. so oh, i played tennis yeah yes. played in high school yeah same here i've Ugh. played since like what frick um third grade on ever since third grade hit i played till my sophomore year yeah um i just literally have it right next to my setup it's funny that she said that yeah i love tennis man um and i played it for a good good amount of time and i still keep up with the games and everything but yeah so that's when i started getting into the the whole ecosystem i guess where i found out about optic phase uh envy um like three like freaking pillars of call of duty i guess and and from there it's a wrap. Comp. Yeah, it's a wrap. Fucking comp dude. sniping, uh, trick shotting. Yeah, it's I uh, I suck. I suck at video games. I think I'm gonna admit that. Like any video game I try <laughs> at the start of it, I suck so hard. But I'm always really competitive. That's okay. So like, 
Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there like hours and hours on end looking at videos, like trying stuff out just to like trying to like, you know, best settings for whatever. Yeah, dude. It's just like I, some people are just mechanically gifted, man. Dude, and I, and I hate him. I hate him so much. Dude, my little cousin's like that. I hate him, dude. Oh, my God. He's just super good. He's just super good. He's just mechanically gifted at FPS games. Like this kid hops on like um, Call of Duty. Craps on everybody, right? Hops on CS craps on everybody to the point where he's like going I have to some friends like that yeah he's going over to like esea and face it and like he's still doing really well same thing um yeah so i really hate um really hate people like that because like i wish i had your talent but yeah i'll get good i'll get better i'll get good enough <laughs> to keep up you'll improve you'll just never like the skill ceiling for like you know yeah my ceiling I, yeah. for example compared to other people is just like they're like oh they're, they're really I'm like, oh, I'm like yo <laughs> can i get some of that let me get some of that <laughs> meet me on a tennis court bro like that's like the nerdiest response i have to anything dude, i will um dude. what's up but anyways yeah um i, I yeah and no, i digress no you're sometimes. good you're Sorry, good I'm you're good um but yeah man. so i forgot where to go from here uh well, before we we're just just booming having a nice conversation yeah it's chilling um Going back into like the whole, because um, I'm really fascinated by, again, um, editing for for social media and stuff, right? Well, um, yep. I'm I'm diving more into that myself. Where um, yeah, we're working with a lot more brands who are like launching and stuff. So now I have to like turn on my creative director hat and like figure out what's the best way to like I don't know, not even just like edit, just like come up with a concept, right? Um. If you're, you said production, so you just gave yourself away from me because I actually thought, um, and failure on my part, but I actually thought you're more of a content editor. So like, mm. you've already given me enough information just from like having this conversation. And by the way, for anybody watching, like me and Habib, like we've you know first shot the shit over DMs yeah. and stuff like that. But like, this is like our first conversation, right? Um, focus. Mm. Okay, but anyways, so so yeah, so I'm saying so a lot. Um, so you said production. Yeah. God bless. I keep saying so. You said production, right? So that instantly gives me the the ideology that like you are somebody who one thinks about things more probably. Um, most likely. Two, you try to have a creative direction with most of your content because I can tell you straight up, dude. Sometimes I get clientele, and I'm gonna be honest with you, the creative direction in my head is like not. It's not there just because like it's laid out in front of me. I, I understand what I need to do on this like specific project or whatever, or for this client. So it's like, there's not much, there's not much brain power that <laughs> I'm actually putting into, you know what I mean? You're like maybe that short. specific person. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, definitely. But it's, it, there's, there's some truth to what I just said as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but then I, I get that, you know, I, I have the opportunity of working with other people that just they have all these ideas and then we're just bouncing back and forth yeah. and those are like the best kind of like uh, relationships to work with, like working relationships to have with somebody mm -hmm. is somebody that cares about their content as equally yes as much or more than the person yeah editing it you know doing the post-production on that uh definitely on that, piece that makes for that person everyone's life a lot easier like um, 100%. first off the client knows exactly what they want right and this isn't just so mm -hmm. like i feel like this conversation if anyone's listening and is a filmmaker or a content editor or any type of editor right this doesn't just apply to content editors right like to youtubers streamers or anything 
this is actually i've seen this a lot in like broad strokes across the whole industry where like um big brands small brands uh clothing brands tech wear like technology brands anything right really um it's just it's almost like the same people are working everywhere or the same type of personalities are everywhere um if like a brand approaches me with like a solid idea of what their look is or their images i'm or even a person like uh comes up he's like which is rare yeah which is really rare where someone's like really like cool um somebody sound on the idea prior to contacting you that's something that i specifically in my line of work sometimes it's yeah. a little bit different than yours mind you um it's that's definitely something like that is problematic more often than not it's very rare for me to run into people that know exactly the style yeah and how it is they want their uh their contact their their content rather um to be produced in the demographic that they're targeting um it's it's rare and of course i do have people that i know that are more like child friendly, for example, which mm-hmm. for me is my least favorite version of content to work with. Wow. Because it's very uh like super safe content. It's nothing against the creators. Yeah. It's just it's not as genuine and real mm-hmm. as I as I want it to be. But I understand why it's like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. It's, it's for kids and stuff like that. So, you know, the the past is there, but personally it's my least favorite for me as an individual mm-hmm. um to work with. Just as for, for the main fact, I mean, maybe it's laziness. I don't know, like having to blur out swears like that. That doesn't bother <laughs> me or anything. But um, just I don't know. It it almost working on content more focused on a child demographic seems much more. Uh, I guess I don't want to say fake, but that's honestly the best this vocabulary. I feel like uh, use. it just doesn't seem as genuine. Yeah. It's, it seems less real. A little forced at so. times, I guess very uh ooh, sometimes very forced sometimes because but... i mean i get it right like you got to make the content in itself and there's always a place for content right there's always someone always. watching it and honestly it's the smartest thing to do like realistically like a lot more kids have a lot more free time to be watching your content and if parents are going to yeah. allow and the algorithm's going to allow you to like get in front of those eyeballs dude 100 percent. why wouldn't why else would oh, these yeah, like companies be selling to children which is again that's a whole other ethical issue in like um the commercial world and everything where it's like a lot of advertising people yeah people don't know that that's a podcast you should definitely do someday is talking about like money and esports and like where it comes from because i don't know how much you know about this stuff i don't even know where this money comes from like i'll I'll give everybody a quick run people be dropping like like, millions of dollars into leagues and i'm just like how how are we buying all these teams where where is this all coming yeah. from right so like for for anybody that doesn't know esports and how it works for like a quick rundown right um and maybe i'm off and if i am you know comment and obliterate me i suppose <laughs> but based on like conversations i've had in years of working in esports and with individuals and brands and things like that this is like how money on like a part of like esports orgs and like content creators like this is where it's coming from right so like you upload on youtube and you qualify for youtube monetization right super simple you have to meet a couple criteria i think it's like five thousand subs a couple thousand hours and watch Mm -hmm. time things like that yeah so you get money from google first right before you sign up with a network unless you do that right away you're getting paid by google 
Now, what is Google doing to get you that money? Well, Google is putting ads in your videos based on the content that you're making to see if it fits for somebody that's watching this content, promotes your content to get you money. So Google is going to put ads on your videos. Google puts ads on everybody's videos. Now, whether or not those ads get watched is based on that individual and like the viewership of their content. Anyways, yeah. so, you know, companies put billions, if not trillions of dollars into advertising per year. Um, and YouTube monetization specifically on Google is all advertisers. And, you know, where do those advertisers get their money from, from selling their products? So like, that's like how YouTube revenue works for the most part. You're simply getting money from people that are paying to run their ads on your videos because they know that their ads are going to hit your demographic and that it will increase their chance to make money and sell their product. Right? Yeah. So, and on the other side, when you look at esports and stuff like that, well, they're making their ad revenue from monetizing their platforms like YouTube, um, Twitch, all that stuff to the best of their abilities. They're also doing, in, you know, they're seeking investment from companies. You know, you look at Hundred Thieves, fucking Cash App, yeah. Rocket Mortgage, Totinos. You look at a company like Phase, part of the whistle. You look at a company like Phase. You have it like Nissan and like Wix and like all of these like bigger brands. And they're, all they're doing is they're ingesting their money into those brands, um, and basically saying like, you know, we're gonna invest this in you. Yeah. What? You know, we're gonna get paid back with interest. Yeah, of course. Typically, just like a regular you know, startup and and a company where. Um, I, I know everyone else knows this where like 100 Thieves has, has investors to like the 10th degree of like Drake, Scooter Braun yes. um, and all these other investing groups and you know when starting like Law Studios like a lot of that was I had to like read up on a lot of this and, and see how, mm-hmm. how these investments are working um, what makes sense as an investment um, when you want to get an investment from people because what um what these people are doing is like, hey, we're gonna compile all this money for you. You make the product, you sell this product, right? Because you need money. You can't make the product without any money, right? You need the production, mm-hmm. you need the actual yep. um the everything. You just need money f- to make this stuff. Um, they believe in you enough. They're like, cool, you're gonna sell at least a hundred thousand units of this. Awesome. This is something about you is credible enough for the investor to be like, well, this me putting my money into this makes sense because I'm going to get it paid back and then some. Yeah. And that's how just, investors yeah. make money. They're like, cool, I'm going to make, I'm going to put up a hundred thousand dollars, but then I'm probably make, you know, a good chunk extra from that. Um, 180,000 yeah, back. So $80,000 in positive profit for return of investment. Like, yeah, stuff like that. Like, of course, who wouldn't do that? Right. It's easy money. Yeah. Um, and again, these investors look at, hey, your credibility, what you've done in the past, your idea, market research. So there's a lot of stuff that you have to like present to actually push into all of this. Um, and I, I really, really want to thank 100, 100 Thieves for that a lot, um, for like bringing this out into like the public eye, I guess. Where oh, I definitely would. I'd give them a lot of where like they were super, super transparent with what's going on when deals were happening. Um, how much they're you know um for and again that was like the right move because that gets you know the nice headlines going right 100 thieves may uh, raised up like x million amount of dollars 40 billion in the series b funding yeah like like series a series b funding they got seed capital everything like that right and 
and because they're so transparent with it not only are is there more it's the first time that's ever happened in esports in general um sorry we're going mm-hmm. off a tangent because we have to go back to how much how esports makes money really um yes the conversations like these are always the best for me because this is like a real genuine thing and yeah. we're just kind of like talking about shit that maybe you know we we know a little bit about and we're kind of bouncing off and forth and maybe the audience knows nothing about so yeah, so yeah. no um, but yeah these investors put in money um they're like cool sell your stuff you got this boy and they give you the money you sell that stuff you're like buddy i made x amount of money here's your percentage here's the extra amount that you wanted bam 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 they come back for more they don't come back for more that's their choice if you've if you've made a good ton of money for them they're definitely coming back for more usually (laughs) but for the most part yeah, yeah for the most part um but yeah one day one day i'll have more insight onto this once i'm able to like actually get funding and stuff for my own stuff but until then uh we got we got market research we got like other companies who are actually doing this um and other podcasts that are going dude thinking about like pot talking about podcasts and stuff right this whole like business freak end of me actually came into fruition when i was um i was listening listening to first off i was reading up a lot about mark merrill after i watched like Mm -hmm. the the self-made podcast um and i was like dude this mark merrill guy freaking creator of league you know riot all this really cool dude well spoken just super knowledgeable um and and in a field that i'm very interested in video games Mm -hmm. cool so i'm like i go on this hunt right and i'm like oh dude this dude does not have a lot of interviews out lot out and you know if he does have interviews they're usually hitting like the same two or three questions and and he's going around in circles i found the founder hour podcast bro this thing like if you're into business and you want to get into that like world and you know get to know that stuff i would really recommend um that podcast where they sit down every monday there's a new episode with um founders from companies startups um who are genuinely very successful and they talk about um you know how the idea came to be what happened how they built it um and they don't talk about the steps they took the things that they did and it goes to get to wherever it is exactly dude and it's really it's been a really good like tool of learning right just like you know just taking it all in like cool that's how that's how people do it this is how it works um but yeah i'm sorry so we go back to the that was my two cents of like if you really want to look into this i'll definitely recommend go go to these people yeah they've done it definitely they know how to do it but yeah so again so we get investments you're saying and then is that how that's that's the money they use to like pay their players and stuff right or like their whole staff really um investment there's a couple of different ways so esports orgs make their money from investment um there's only i believe there was a uh, business insider article or something of that nature posted in 2019 uh fact check me please i, I could be wrong um Mm-hmm. but there was an article published basically talking about like the only esports orgs that are actually profitable in market profitability yeah. which means that like they're paying off like covering all of their investment whatever like that like what esports organizations are actually making money yeah um and there's only a few and like phase is one of them like phase is doing enough money 
monetizing on their platforms with their creators as well as their apparel and things of that nature outside of like pure investment money to to grow and develop the the brand or org Mm -hmm. they are monetizing their platforms the way that they are supposed to in order to pay back that debt that invested money yeah and have plenty that is company self-profit so like that's like the missing kind of piece of information i don't feel like people to really Give know 100 yeah. thieves i believe is close on company profitability from obviously their apparel sells like fucking hotcakes it's <laughs> stupid um and it definitely and it's no like mark on phase or anything but i would be very surprised and very interested to see the comparative numbers between phase apparel sales and 100 thieves because i'm gonna be honest phase might sell more units but there's no way in hell they move at the speed that no. I've seen 100 Thieves. 100 thieves. Not even the, the Phase Champion collection had quite a bit in stock, and it still took a little bit of time for them to sell out on all of the drops that they did. I mean, I have one of the Phase Champion hoodies. Awesome. Um, but you look at 100 Thieves, I have a bunch of 100 Thieves apparel too, and it's like that shit will literally sell out in minutes. Freaking lucky, dude. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, Every time 100 Thieves has like dropped something, I'm always saving up. I've missed multiple. Oh, dude. I, the thing about me is like I'm tuned in so like I got the notifications on I'm like on the site I it's in my cart but then I always remember I'm like dude I've got a new lens to save up for I've got a new camera body to save up for or something yeah. or like you know it happens dude I've been there I'm building yeah. like a whole cinema <laughs> rig for my Sony camera so like I'm like dude yeah. I need all these other parts that this like hundred dollars can go into and so it always deters me away but dude like a lot of people will, will quick to will be quick to realize this that I'm a huge, huge hundred thieves fanboy from like all oh, aspects, so all aspects. Whether their content's freaking awesome, the team behind the content's freaking cool, the the personality. You've got people like Logan, Mark, Sesso. Like Sesso's designs are so clean. I used to watch his fucking YouTube content when I would dabble in like Photoshop and stuff like that. Oh, yes. Years ago. Yes. I bought his everything pack when I was like a sophomore in high school, Wait, dude. I just bought was... the new one actually because I lost the old one. The everything pack? Yeah, I just dude, bought it like I a couple still months have back. My, I can log into my, I'm about to log into my cell phone right now, but I bought that shit years dude, ago, man. And that pack and is really helpful. Like, honestly, go get the pack if you're really, really about it. Um, Shout out Sesso HQ, dude. He's he's like just a fucking OG. He's a in really just cool the player. COD community and just design community. Yeah, and I, uh, it's just amazing to see. Honestly, that where um, he is today. Logan Dodson's like uh, Lightroom presets. Those are always fire. I tinker around amazing. with them a lot. Yeah. Um, yep. I always have this thing where I've like I've publicly come come against this where I'm like, hey. Don't really use presets or don't use it as a crutch, really, is my takeaway from it. Where I would agree, everyone would agree on this one. I think, like, use a preset. Anybody that knows what the fuck they're doing yeah. would agree, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, use a preset as a baseline, but then, then build interpret, up, and figure out the mood of a scene and everything like figure that. Figure out how to do it different. Yeah. Figure out how to do it better. Then because a preset fun. is a baseline. Yeah. It's a guide. Honestly, I it's, that's how it should be. I use a lot of the presets. I just like scroll through some of the presets that I have from like other creators. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, that's a really cool look. Like I really enjoy this look. Hmm. 
I like this color or like I like how the blue looks in this picture. Let me try getting that blue, but with like a different yellow or a warm tone in there. And that's how I move throughout um, a scene. But where was I going? Oh, yeah. 100 Thieves. I'm one of the biggest fanboys, whether it's from the content they're producing to their 100 Thieves, like the personalities that they have, everything from the mob, everyone from like Nate Shot, Courage. That was a great investment. Oh, dude. When they picked up the mob, that was like, whoa. I hope the mob pays off for the investment that the company is putting in, to be honest with you. Um, those guys are very talented. They They're are. Fucking classic OG Twitter trolls. <laughs> Dude, that's nature. like the epitome um, of like just a Twitter troll. Like you, this, you get on Twitter and you're like, wait, I can do this. I could be at the top at like these awesome, awesome places. And, you know, they're just putting the hard work to that. I really enjoy their content. Grinders, dude. Yeah, Mako follows me, and I've been in so many uh, conversations with like Avalanche and them. And then, you know, I'm good friends with JH. Uh, I want to say good friends with JHB, but I'm good friends with Oreologist. Oh, uh, they're Skyler. Editor. Yeah. And, yep. Um, one of JHB is like the primary. Yeah. Sky, uh, Oreologist is, he's amazing. He's, he, he does like uh, a lot of motion graphics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. does stuff for like Coke, Coca Cola. And he's, He's a little bit younger than me. Yeah, he's very successful, man. He's very talented as well. Congrats on that, man. Honestly, super, super I feel, talented. I don't know. I, I always go back to that tweet of like a temper made like a while ago, right? Where like people in the Call of Duty community are like some of the greatest minds he's seen and they'll go on and do like great oh, things. I would agree. And I'm like, yes. And that's why I always get on people's asses where I see them like, yo, you're doing these banger ass edits, right? Just like learn a bit more timing and then you could branch out and easily make good money just editing for for other like production houses bigger yeah production people companies individuals stuff like that um dude yeah but again i'm just a big 100 thieves fan all I mean, around same, um same. and going back into like how they make money i mean you know uh john robinson goes into it where like they have the three avenue the three streams of revenue right whether it's their um esports yep. e team apparel apparel and content right those are like the three main ways that they make money and i think those are all paying off in dividends like all throughout what it seems like um I, I would, yeah. yeah their socials i forget um i think twitter does this thing right where they release like every month or so the most talked like esports teams and stuff and ever since they were their launch it's been easily like top five top ten they've been up there for quite some time yeah that much i can confirm can confirm that but yeah man so that's 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 really it's really uh the business portion of the podcast <laughs> oh crap dude uh, what do you like doing what do you like i really like asking editors and like other creatives this what do you like doing outside of editing because we're stuck at our desks 8, 10, 15 hours a day, right? Just editing, banging out content, replying to messages, and getting into like whole, yep. all these like meetings, I guess, uh, more or less. Um, how do you like de stress? How do you unplug yourself? Um, I mean, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I'm a film addict. <laughs> uh, mainly, I, I, I do not watch movies. Um, What's your favorite you know, movie? Is, top three. Top three. Yeah. Is Sorry. I can get in the top three. For, for context, I will say this. I have no Corey 
making this public information with anybody, but yeah, I smoke weed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's legal in my state. Yeah. It's legal in my state, dude. Yeah, you're so chilling, I man. Definitely part- partake in the uh, the ganache. Dude, if but, someone has a problem um, with you doing whatever, as long as you're not hurting anybody, they got too much free time. They got way too much free time. Uh, I would agree. It's 2020. It's legal. Like, yeah, like top off my yeah, top off my bag, man. <laughs> Get off his sack, <laughs> please. But yeah, uh, but movies. Yeah, dude, movies. So it's funny. Um, I just watched one of my favorite movies the other night. Really? Uh, I I rewatched uh, Gone Girl with Ben Affleck. It's a super f- fucked up movie. I guess if you haven't seen it and you're interested in movies that are I, I suppose like more like uh you know part of my language again but like mind fuck movies gone. gone girl is definitely something you should watch it is it's probably like shit it's top three movies for me of all time really and my dad's the one who actually yeah my dad is like i said a huge movie addict uh or junkie mm-hmm. rather like myself and he's the one that told me to watch it and he's like he's like don't he's like don't talk to anybody don't look anything up watch them just watch the movie and I, it's that, one of those and i watched the dude and I'm, it's it's something that you just you watch and it's gonna end and you're just gonna look at yourself like what the fuck did i just experience whoa and those are the kind of for me like uh seeing the recent joker with joaquin phoenix mm-hmm. perfect example of a movie that yes. like i didn't i didn't really look into it much more than surface value because i knew it was I knew the actor involved and I knew the people involved with the production behind it. So I was like, this is just something I'm going to experience and watch for myself. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, for anybody that's like genuinely into film and things like that, some tips for like properly watching movies, I guess the, the right way, there is no right way, but the way that like the purest intended way. to be the purest way is just like go into it. Don't look at reviews. Mm-mm just no. go into it for you dude and for your own viewing experience i don't know if you're like That's this but i don't even want to watch the trailer for movies these days it depends on them it depends like i said i always look at a couple of things i look at who's directing it yeah uh, that's important i see the cast especially for somebody like me. but like other than that i feel like even the trailers these days expose a bit too much of the movie at times marvel i'd say is the biggest example of a company that kind of like over teases mm-hmm. or just does things well the cool thing about like how marvel does the trailers too is like they're very experimental as a company they don't give a i can appreciate yeah it. they don't they don't but care they've also they've showed scenes in movies and trailers that oh, were yeah. not supposed to be shown and then they've like changed them because of feedback from the trailer and stuff like that like that stuff is cool to me but at the same time it's like dude yeah you live in your learning so it's much. cool like but a, that a company like that how big marvel is is able to still be like okay let's just let's just try it out let's see what people think yeah absolutely. and i think it's it comes to the point of like no publicity is bad publicity right where like if people are like enraged quote unquote about your trailer they're talking about your trailer <laughs> right i feel like that's that's how they get are gonna get through with that like cool, we got the we got the buzz going, but yeah. So Gone Girl is one of your top three. Yeah, Gone Girl is amazing. I just rewatched all three of the Lord of the Rings wow. in like a couple days span. Uh, the extended versions, because if you don't watch the extended, then you're not an actual lover of film, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're so long, dude. They're like four hours per oh, movie. It's no. fucking egregious. Oh, so man. I watched like all three of those in like a two day span. Watched all three of them in like two days. 
Um, that's one of the one of I wouldn't say one of. Uh, I, I, no, I take that back. Um, I digress a little bit. Sorry, I'm just looking at some emails and stuff like yeah. that as we're talking. But um, so yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy, man, it's so good. If you don't watch the extended, you're a weenie. Um, you just get so much. There's so much more storytelling stuff that happens in the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings movies specifically that you just don't get throughout theatricals. And for anybody, again, that's like a, that enjoys film a lot and just things of that nature, I would be very surprised to see anybody comment down below if they enjoy theatrical versions more than extended because I don't... I don't think I anyone think I does. Was, I can't think... Dude, I can't think of an extended version that was truthfully worse than a theatrical. <laughs> like they gave too much. Like, just, you should have killed this. <laughs> At least, I'm sure I'm sure there's some out there just off the top of my head. I just can't... I, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's hard. It's, it's hard to actually goof something up like that. It's um, an anomaly. You know what, what movie series I really like? Um, Shoot. The last uh, Logan movie, actually. I think it's the last uh, one. The, I'm sorry, the Wolverine movie, Logan. Logan, yes. Very, uh, by far one of the best standalone superhero, fucking pardon my language. Mm-hmm. One of the best standalone, like, just superhero, superhero cinematic yeah. universe films. Like when I think of like uh, movies that are kind of like standalone superhero films that like exist within the story that's being told in the greater story arc of like a franchise universe like marvel Mm -hmm. uh i think spider-man um homecoming was one of the better i just rewatched that recently too i think that is maybe not the best but that's a great example of like a a a very good movie that came out homecoming that kind of could stand by itself outside of the fact that it was already continuing plot points from a previous movie yes I think like his character that. could very well stand on his own. Yeah. Outside of like the the MCU, um, Deadpool, again, Deadpool's always fantastic. Yeah. Stands by itself. It's the first. It's the first real move. Like you know, he's not a superhero. He's a mercenary. But it's <laughs> the first. Like, I think it's the first genuine production attempt from a studio to like do something different. Yeah, and it like genuinely just wholeheartedly paid out for the the people that produced that movie. I think everyone involved in that movie was awesome. Like, there, you know, everyone just wanted to make that a reality, and that's why it paid off so well. Like, you could actually, I mean, feel it. Every in the cast film. and crew. Yeah, like you could feel it in the film. There's always like productions where you're like, okay, there may have been like a difference in creative outlooks on this part or whatever, and then that you just tell where some like some people butted heads and some miscommunication happened maybe and, and things of that nature. No, Definitely. I know exactly. Yeah. And exactly what you're going to But yeah, I think these movies are, are awesome. What's your, your top, uh, your last top three. Oh, top three for what? Just overall? Just, just movies in general. Um, cause I mean, I mean, I really only gave you one. I was just kind of talking like Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie. Trilogy. Oh, yeah, you There's said so you many... just rewatched it. I think it. a favorite movie is tricky. Top three, like, of my, like, favorite movies. I don't think I even have a top three, so it's like a super, like... It's so difficult. Yeah, because, I mean, it always changes from time to time, right? Um, right? But I think movies that I could always go back and rewatch, I guess that would be, like, a better, better question on that. Which is, that's more of, like, what I was... 
Yeah, I kind of base my top three off of. So for me, it's like a, it's Gone Girl. There's a romance movie that I kind of grew up watching with my, with my mom, uh, and it's called Thirteen Going on Thirty. It's got Mark Ruffalo in it. Oh, it's I've heard about one that. of my favorite. Like, it's like one of my favorite. I, I don't know how to genre that film specifically. It's technically a romance movie. Um, it's something that I can literally just put on still to this day and watch and enjoy and just love still. So that's definitely my top three. And then outside of that, um, honestly, and it's just such, such a tough really question. Difficult. I mean, I don't I... probably Star Wars episode uh, episode three, and I'll get shit for that. I'm sure, but honestly. <laughs> the the core the fight choreography and just overall like what star wars episode three was for the time of release yeah at the time i just i think it was really i haven't really um i haven't really watched many of the star wars actually because just again my parents were just like um we're more into uh i i mean i'm pakistani so we're more into like the bollywood kind of thing um there's a lot of oh yeah the bollywood absolutely. films that were playing constantly at my house so if you ask me any trivia of bollywood films while i was growing up buddy it's a wrap so a lot but a lot of my like american um films and hollywood culture is kind of like i'm trying to catch up on that and um a friend of mine's really helping me like giving me like all these lists of like stuff to watch um like proper like like u.s standard like, like these are the goat films this right like um no no i know stuff like i don't know a bunch of um tom hanks films right um tom hanks is yeah you can i mean saving private ryan off the top of the dome the top, um, tom hanks has produced so many fucking like world war ii movies for example he worked on band of brothers if you haven't seen band, of, band brothers? of brothers that's a I'm putting that. It's a down. film TV show, dude. Watch that in the Pacific. I'm telling you, you will not regret either of those. Um, Band of Brothers and the Pacific. They're by HBO. If you're looking at a company that doesn't miss when it comes to high production, yeah. it's HBO. Year after year, they honestly, they always have like a few hidden gems. That dude, ever? I'd say fucking every year they they make something that's just phenomenal. It's just unique. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people give Westworld shit, but I watched the first season of it and I love the show. I thought it was so well written, so well choreographed. Really? You know, look at Game of Thrones minus Game the last Thrones, season. Yeah. It's still one of the best TV shows to ever touch. Like just media, just the world. Like I, don't, I, I have <laughs> like a hard was, time. Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones was stuff was was something to the to the extent of I have still never watched any of it. Right. I never read the books, but. And everyone was talking about it and and i in turn was like informed of what's going on in the story i was you know still catching up with people even though i wasn't yep. actually watching it everyone was talking about it and i was like oh this is this sounds awesome i don't have the time to watch this but this sounds awesome <laughs> and yeah so i need to catch up on my hbo stuff i can i can honestly attest to that because westworld is something that i've been freaking meaning to watch and um there's just a bunch of people, a bunch of creators that I respect a lot who who talk about that that show religiously, especially with the new season that's out. They really, really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I asked you for for your top three, and then so I think it's only right if I give give a top three as well. Because uh, off the top of my head, though, I would really, really like 
the first movie that comes to mind is like um into the spider-verse i think that movie was just breathtaking amazing so well so well produced and they're making a second one so it's like yes i'm ready for this like everything about into the spider-verse was just amazing and and with how crazy it was i looked back i looked into it a bit more i scratched the surface but the the production studio was talking about how they were coming up with like newer um technologies so they could like actually make this in real time and and you know give that 2d effect to a 3d model and it was it was just like these guys are you know literally like at the edge of you know everything right they're they're paving the way and helping studios actually branch out a bit more in, in terms of animation as well and motion design i really enjoyed that um what's another movie that comes to mind oh we a movie that I could watch over and over and over again oh man that is really really hard home alone has to be one like honestly just for the nostalgia factor home alone is always like or dumb and dumber actually I'll put Dumb and Dumber up there. The f- I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Like, I would, I would honestly put that up there. Like, that's a film I could watch over and yeah, over. Yeah, come again. in. Like everything about, <laughs> even like a Jim Carrey movie in general, like The Mask. Oh God, Ace Ventura. Those are films that I actually grew up watching, over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Those would be films, everything in the 90s there, or 2000s at least. Um, Parasite would be my second one. I think that film was amazing. Everything, how it's written, how it's shot, how it's composited, um, with like framing and everything like that. Everything's really working and, and, and really just like, just meshed together really well. Um, and the last film, the last film in my top three would be oh man oh man i really let me look at my little my little list here um <laughs> sheesh uh let's see let's see let's see i really like interstellar actually i really enjoyed that film interstellar is always actually yeah i own interstellar like on two or three different platforms <laughs> For no reason on YouTube, play, on like Google Play, on Apple TV, and I and on DVD, I think um, it's just always there. So I think like serious films, I think those would be pretty good in a technical standpoint where I could learn a lot each time I look through them. Um, yeah, growing up, I was watching a lot more like anime. And okay, I just got a phone call to potentially be an in-house editor, hey! so I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need like two minutes. Yo, yo. <laughs> Yo, Yo, fucking like fuck podcast it. people. Oh. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna. You got a jet? That's yeah, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Well, yeah. we're gonna end the it's podcast good, here. Figured... We're gonna see where Rain okay. ends up. Uh, hopefully by the time this podcast comes <laughs> out. Yo, good luck. Go on your call. Go on your call. Just go. Just go. Just go. Okay. I appreciate. Right, it. Hey, good luck. Thank you so much, Habib. Uh, guys, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Aww. You know, leave a like on the podcast. Leave a comment. All that good stuff. I appreciate you for having me on. Man, uh, I'd love to talk more. I'm looking for hopefully bring me on for a second episode. I will DM you as soon as this 10, conversation. Ten thousand more episodes. Go for it. Go for it. Head. Go for it. But all right, buddy. All right, go, 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 go. All right, fellas. Oh shit, I'm I'm a cyclops again. Hey, 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 it's me. Hi, how are you doing? Your your fam your your friendly Habib here. Uh, Rain Rain is gone. He is gonna be uh making big money moves. Um, 
best of luck to him actually i'm like super dude that's so freaking exciting dude being an in-house editor for someone like for a team for for a content house for anyone dude or being anywhere an in-house editor anywhere that means he's able to you know um move to a different location he's able to hang out with people dope people right and dude literally at the start of this podcast he was talking about how how much he really looked up to t-wop uh how, how we both looked up to t-wop mito and logan they're all in-house editors they're you know working with like the biggest of orgs and then you know um getting at it dude they're, they're going at it where whether it's like dude that's what's up i could not you can't you can't write this stuff you really can't write this stuff like that's freaking dope. Well, thank you very much for watching the Sunday Vibes podcast. This has been your host, Habib Edits. Um, you can follow my amazing guest, Rain Edits, on his social medias. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, I believe. Everything's going to be in the description below, um, including, like, uh, if I'm able to dig up his website and everything. Like, everything's there. This guy, very nice guy. Very genuine guy. I really do enjoy it. Like, like I, I never... Uh, um he just hit me up out of nowhere we're just like i don't know how we started talking but we became better and better friends um you know or acquaintances like over dms and stuff and legitimately this is the first time we've ever like one-on-one talked outside of like text-based stuff so but it's always a fun time to talk to him and i'm fingers crossed fingers crossed um my boy gets gets what he needs yeah Thank you so much for watching the Sunday Vibes podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Lost Studios. You can go follow us at Lost X Studios on all our social medias. You can follow me at Habib at Edits. Um, go for it. We're a full house production company um, who do stuff in film design and apparel. So, hey, have fun. Be beautiful. And, and, and good luck with the rest of your week. But yeah, that's that's freaking dope. Like honestly, it's so dope, dude. That is so amazing. Like I'm jealous. <laughs> like I'm really jealous of that, dude. That's that's a dream come true to get a call like that. I think that's like something we're all just working towards every day, day in, day out. And I think for him to actually um no no matter what what happens and what what the outcome is right um i think that's those are the moments that that we all live for and we create for as as filmmakers as editors as whoever we are people creatives artists um i think that's legitimately the reason why we all create and and you know i really i really couldn't couldn't write it any better if i tried <laughs> holy crap dude i'm so happy for him like honestly when i first started the the sunday vibes like podcast when i first started lost studios i i'm getting caught up in the middle of it right now where there's a lot of work to be done where i'm dealing with clients day in day out where i'm talking to clients day in day out where i'm being a creative director for these brands um <clears throat> that I really, really enjoy the people behind of these brands. So I want to make sure their product is the best. And in turn, I am able to make the best content myself with the products, right? Um, so it's a very selfish reason why I'm doing creative direction for them. But 
Yeah, dude. Genuine, genuine guy. Like, Rain is an awesome dude, honestly. Like, I thought he would, you know... I, I never even... He reached out to me for this. Like, I, ne- I, I, I don't even think this podcast is good enough to, like, warrant someone to even want to be a guest on here, right? That's just my self-deprecating thought. Um, that's why I usually, you know... I, I play it safe and I keep it to like the people that I know and love, right? Janae, um, myself, Cameron, Nathaniel. And we talk about that stuff, but coming on and seeing stuff like this is it's really, really good. Well, good luck to Rain on, on everything that he does. Um, you know, Aiden's the ghost Aiden, um, his YouTube channel is really, really well made, and I really enjoyed his edits on that, which is, I think that might be the reason how I found him. I really don't even know how I found Rain, <laughs> or, or, you know, knew of Rain, but yeah, they're just normal people, just like you and I, and it's, I'm sorry, going back to the whole thing where um, I'm getting caught up in the brushes of this, but I'm realizing like, hey, owning and running a production studio has been my dream and only now in in the past three months it's april now so the past two three months um it's march 28th today so uh since 2020 started really it's become more of a reality where i'm able to actually get um you know my 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 hard work is paying off my hard work is recognized, right? Um, and I'm able to get clients. I'm able to get films to work on and all that good stuff. And, uh, man, that's what makes me happy. That's what genuinely drives me every day. That's the reason why I'm up till 3 a.m. each night looking at tutorials on how to color grade, how to pace that's why I'm signing up for, you know, or taking online courses or, you know, just, just uh, instructional courses on like um, School of Motion, Learn Squared, um, all these, you know, uh, Tropic Colors, like uh, master classes or whatever. I don't think I've taken the master class. I think I've taken like, I bought like one or two things from Jacob Owens on that. But nonetheless, um, yeah, dude, I these are the moments that we as creatives live for and and you know it's really awesome it really puts everything into perspective i'm so happy i'm so happy just for everyone for him for myself for everyone who's killing it who's working hard you're gonna you're gonna have these one day all that hard work's gonna pay off and you're gonna get that phone call you're gonna get that dm you're gonna get that you're just gonna get that opportunity because you gotta you know work hard right now and and be ready for when you are called up to bat you are able to hit it out of the park that's why every athlete practices that's why every um musician plays is and practices right that's why we all practice editing filmmaking and and storytelling because we never know right when life's gonna be like yo it's your turn to bat and and if you're not ready you're gonna get lost in the sauce my guy like honestly like um if you're not ready 
you, it's you're just not worth you're just not worth it, right? Um, because there's always, and I swear to God, there's always hundreds and hundreds of other filmmakers who want to be in your shoes. So if you get that call, you not only owe it to yourself, not only do you owe it to your younger self, your future self, your happiness, um, your pride, your joy, right? Not only do you owe it to yourself, but you owe it to the hundreds and hundreds of other filmmakers who have been dreaming of that opportunity for, for a very, very, very long time, who, who would do anything to be in your shoes. And you are here because of your own hard work. Never forget that. Yes, there's other people who want to be there, but you are there because you're getting that phone call because of your hard work. You are getting that phone call because you're, you're putting in the hours. You put in the hours. You're, you're working hard every day. That's why you're there. That's why you're getting that phone call. That's why you're getting that DM. That's why you're getting that email. And that's why you're in the in that meeting there, because you put in that many hours. And and that's as simple as that. You won't get an opportunity if you're not putting in the work. And if you're not putting in the work, then someone else deserves it more than you. They may not be as skilled as you. They may not be as you know good of an editor, good of a filmmaker uh, as you, right? But they put in a lot more work. And that passion, that drive, that um, recognition to like, hey, this guy is going to show up and put in 100%. That storyline, that's what people really, really pay for. Just my two cents as a young filmmaker um, trying to trying to do it. Huh? Trying to get out here and actually do do something with his life and prove myself. It's just my two cents. As someone who's been doing it for a couple of years. <laughs> and it was only now seeing like, uh, not even recognition, but like work come in. So yeah, again, thank you very much for watching Sunday Vibes, Sunday Vibes podcast. Follow us at Lost X Studios. Follow me at Habib Edits. And yeah, stay safe, stay happy, and enjoy the rest of your week.